0: This is in the trenches with Stoya and Mitch, brought to you by Riffopolis Podcast Network. Okay, episode two, back in the trenches. A um, couple days late, but you know we were both busy. It happens. So hopefully, no one's too upset about that.
1: Oh, it's fine. My my verge column is late too. It's everything's late this week.
0: All right. Let's let's start off with with. With uh, just silly news, really. Well, I, all right. If you had to take a guess, there is an LA ordinance that uh, specifies the maximum number of cats allowable in a household. What would you guess that number was until two weeks ago? Four. Four. I see. I was going like I don't know, fifteen. Uh, no, it was three. It is now five. Yeah, Oh. Can, uh, yeah, Los Angelinos. I've, you can have two more cats now.
1: I was violating the law at one point, <laughs> I guess. I was,
0: really? You know, yeah. Huh. Do you know if New York has a, a law on that?
1: I, I have no idea.
0: I, it wouldn't even occur to me that there was a law. So I was just like, wait, there was a law? And then to find out it was three, I was like, that seems really low. You know, you'd think it should be, you know, based on square footage or something at least. Yeah. One bedroom apartment, three is kind of a lot. Um, you know,
1: maybe like number of caretaking, ear scratching people in the house, or.
0: Hmm. Well, but if you've got five people living in a one bedroom apartment, I think you don't also want three cats. But true. I don't know. And then interestingly, uh, unrelated to that, just so happened to come up on around the same day that I was just looking, um, you know, I just looked through random things. Um, cats as as domestication, as as like a house, like having a cat in a house, uh, it's only like 60 years ago that that started happening. Right around the invention of the kitty litter. That's when people started actually bringing cats inside. So cats are not technically domesticated yet
1: no that that makes a lot of sense
0: <laughs> yeah. that's why they've got their own, <laughs> their own <laughs> agendas uh uh let me uh don't uh make the mistake I did and teach your cats how to play fetch ah, I mean it's cute cool. as shit. you've seen Brocky do it. it's cute as shit, but when he wants to play fetch, it's not like a dog that just goes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like they that climb up the back of your neck. <laughs> Pixel
1: Pixel taught himself how to play fetch, Mm-mm. Um, and he has he has this little, it's like four inches long maybe toy called the jingly pig, because it used to look like a pig. It's made out of felt, and it also used to have this yellow feather dangling from it, and it jingles, and. He goes and he gets it and then he drops it on my face and he's like until you throw it. And if he for long enough and you don't throw it, he'll he'll throw in like a head stomping sort of. He'll like walk across your face and back across your face. And he's of course able to do this because he only wants to play fetch in the middle of the night.
0: Right, naturally.
1: And then he's like
0: human, you're sleeping on my on my playtime hours.
1: And then if you still don't throw it. He'll drag it into his water bowl. <laughs> drag it back out and drop it on my face. It's disgusting.
0: <laughs> ah this is the one eyed cat. Yeah. That already would have poor depth perception any damn way. <laughs> oh, what a pain in the ass. Both of us now are recommending to the world at large. It's adorable when your cat plays fetch, but don't actually teach them. It sounds like a really fun idea. But um, we should should start a support group for people whose cats know how to play fetch.
1: (laughs) My cat started playing fetch and it was really adorable, so I encouraged it. Help me.
0: (laughs) Now all, it's not even, it's just fetch time. All the time is fetch time. All the time. All the time. Caden did an interview recently um when she was featuring at the Vivids Gentlemen's Club and uh in the interview there's a there's a section where um uh she basically <laughs> was like don't don't cross stoya um uh, she's hardcore every every <laughs> I, I, you want me to tell I, you exactly the the what? the I know which story. And every
1: time she tells it, <laughs> she inflates it more and more to the point where now I'm sitting here wondering if this has been some, like, multi-year plot for when we're eventually in business together to use this scary story as, like, a negotiation tactic. Like, like good cop and mm. totally unhinged cop. I don't know. Mm.
0: Uh, that is not a bad idea. That could be. <laughs> for, for the people out there. The story that she said, the the shortened version, is that you were at some kind of convention and there was a lady with writing crops and you passed by her and she tapped you on the butt and you grabbed the writing crop, snapped it in half over your knee, and then she went under the table and you followed her under the table and I believe smacked her with the writing crop and said you don't touch people without their permission.
1: Everything up until the point... Where I broke it over my knee is accurate. We were walking, she'd already swatted me once on my way out to smoke a cigarette. Caden and I were walking past, she swatted me again. I'd had enough. I ripped the crop out of her hands. I broke it over my knee. And I don't know where this table stuff came from.
0: Wait, you just said everything up and so up to and including you did break it over your knee.
1: Right, yes. Okay,
0: okay. And then
1: I threw the at it of it towards her in her general direction, not, like, okay. at her, but just, like, chucked sure. it, like, towards her feet sure. and said, you do not touch people without asking first and then went on my way. And she pulled another crop out of somewhere, and every time I walked past, she was holding it, but she did not touch me with it.
0: Did she do that to other people still? I don't know. Mm. Okay, so it's a like didn't care. I'm now forgetting the part about the the the, the table thing because now that I think about it, that would sound strange to like beat some woman under the table. But there was a part <laughs> where she mentioned that the lady at least went under the table, and maybe she just said that you yelled at her, or maybe you didn't, and maybe she did. Or maybe she said that you threw the riding crop at her while she was under the table, and that's okay. where I got the. I don't know.
1: One time, one time, Caden told this story, <laughs> and it was something like something, and this, and the crop, and breaks it over her leg, and then the lady's got a black eye, and like, oh, okay. it's, she she plays it up quite a bit.
0: <laughs> well, that's still a pretty badass story. I mean, if, the, if it was just like, I grabbed the writing crop mid-swat, and said, you don't, that would be a very, but the rest of it is the more important part. You did, in fact, break a writing crop over your knee, and throw it at the lady, and uh, give her a stern warning about consent.
1: Really, I was just tired of her tapping me with the thing every time I had to go to the bathroom or wanted to smoke or wanted a soda. Like, it
0: was driving me nuts. Not reasonable. Reasonable, uh, you know, reasonable reaction. And she should, you know, get permission. Did you? Would you like a swat would be a nice thing to say, for instance, you know? Yeah. I feel like if you're holding a writing crop and you're kind of smacking it against your hand and that, like... I have a riding crop, and I know how to use it sort of way. Somebody walking past who wants anything to do with it is going to stop and be like, and like put their butt out they're going to say they'll, something they'll
1: indicate in a certain way, like with their words or with their body, but they're definitely not going to be walking straight ahead as quickly as possible, refusing to make eye contact, which is what I was doing
0: right all right Well, this was not a story about you being unreasonable. It was a story about you don't fuck with stoya, which. Reasonable. Uh, I,
1: this this is one of Caden's favorite stories, and clearly. I really, I really think it's a it's a <laughs> very long term plot to to be able to tell people when she's talking across the table with them. Don't make me sick, Stoya, on you. I'll let yeah, you her know off. She, the <laughs> she knows how to
0: snap a riding crop with her knee, <laughs> which is something I've never seen anyone do. It wouldn't even occur to me you could because I figured it was just kind of really? tough leather, but. I guess it'd be plastic underneath or something like that.
1: Mhm. Hmm. It was real satisfying. It oh, just Oh,
0: sure. It <laughs>
1: <laughs> snapped right in half. And made a popping noise.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know you've talked to me about conventions before, and uh you've talked about people um maybe because of your size and your uh your your charm. They have this uh creepy tendency to assume It's okay to just pick this girl up off of her feet and hold her. Yeah, it's
1: never okay. Yeah. That's.
0: So I would imagine after a day of dealing with that, or maybe this is the second day at the convention, who knows, after all the time of dealing with people trying to grab at you any damn way, um, you were like, this will be the moment I make an example. (laughs) Anyone watching will know not to fuck with me. Possibly. Yeah, see? So you may be fluent, <laughs> But
1: I feel like once you've snapped the riding crop in half over your leg, you don't need to chase anyone. Like, that's...
0: This is fair. This is fair. Yeah. Um, I really should have uh, listened to it again just before this, but I there was a part where the lady was under the table. <laughs> that's what I recall. And the part where you said you don't touch people without their permission was in there. Everything really was in there. I just can't remember if she said that you threw it at her face or if you got under the table to go after her. Uh, it was one of those two. So, see, now I'm inventing uh, new things. <laughs> but now it's been cleared up, so if anybody hears that story in the future you can go, no, no, what actually happened was 95% of what you heard. was
1: she grew horns and claws.
0: <laughs> we saw the rare Stoya wings unfurl from behind her back. She flew into the air and shot fire all around. I'm going to move on to something uh, slightly happier. I'm curious what you think of this. I'm going to send you the link. Um, It's a new trend called nutscaping, where men uh, take photos of beautiful landscapes and then put their just the the tip of their balls uh, kind of over the camera. So it's landscape, and then up in the... If you didn't know any better, you'd just be like... Hmm, that's weird. Um, but you know it's nuts, and so there's just a weird uh, globe and hair. story looks <laughs> disgusted right now. And yeah, nuts are not uh, the most uh, majestic part of the body. I'll grant you that.
1: God, people have so much free time. That's, I mean, es- essentially, that's what I do with Around the World in 80 Ways. I go to a place with a camera and I feature my genitalia heavily in the footage. Mm-hmm. But I um, for, for some reason, this nutscaping thing just strikes me as entirely different, and so I'm going to judge away.
0: Yeah, by all means. Uh, God,
1: people have too much free time.
0: All right, now I've got two uh, questions or two lines of inquiry. Um, and now I feel bad I didn't watch any of the Around the World in 80 Ways videos. But... Um, is there is there a portion of it i assume there is uh where in the video you're kind of like so this is you know amsterdam and this is the you know famous blankety blank or anything like sometimes. that like some kind of tories tourism stuff sometimes <laughs> okay hey, look at this beautiful hotel room now i'm going to fuck in it yeah basically
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: this is uh, your opportunity.
0: this is your opportunity to sell it to the people listening.
1: I I have a lot of fun with it. Um, I get to live out the dreams I never actually had of being like a PBC travel documentary host, but also still be um total ho bag. And <laughs> Uh, Um, Do
0: you bring uh, people you know out there or do you find someone out there and bang them to get the local flavor?
1: I bring people that I already work with um, because the testing in the United States in the professional porn industry is so tight that I am hesitant to work with performers who don't have the same level of testing. Which can be much harder to verify when it's, like, from a clinic in Greece. It's like, I don't speak Greek. How the fuck am I going to read that? Um,
0: Yeah. They use some weird symbol. Does that mean positive or negative? I don't know what the... Right. What's a backwards cat mean? I don't... I have no idea.
1: If I were better at languages, it wouldn't be a problem, but I'm not. So, it is.
0: Fair. Fair. Now, okay. I don't know. I haven't really... Investigated this nutscaping and I don't know where these things are being posted um, oh it looks like nutscapes.com seems to be the predominant yeah. area of course <clears throat> I wonder if if posted to Instagram they would get taken down what do you think oh I think they have an explore tab on the website so I could probably hashtag nutscaping and see if that happens
1: I'm. Hmm. I'm so curious.
0: Cuz this is my my uh the hashtag #nutscaping has 312 posts now. Uh yeah, but that, that as it turns out, um yeah, a quick search for nutscaping There's nuts all over the place. They are not um maybe some of them get taken down.
1: I would I would be curious to see in a few weeks, um, because I know Instagram waits until a hashtag, regardless of whether the tag is overtly sexual or not, um, they wait until they find out that a hashtag is being used for nude stuff, and then they ban it. Um, So, like, when people started using eggplant now i'm not familiar hashtag. with that one yeah they were it was either is either instagram or vine people started using eggplant to indicate um like what would have been like hashtag porn before that um and then it got blocked as a tag
0: for a while uh yeah it's funny if you search the hashtag nipples it will autocorrect to nipples with two s's and there's quite a lot of nipples um, which I thought was interesting, so I guess that was my that was my there's also nipples out is a hashtag um interestingly, it seems to be women basically showing off their breasts but blacking out literally just the nipple, not the whole sort of enchilada of uh, you know the areola and such, but just literally the the very tip of the nipple hmm. Which, I gotta say, I don't know, I, I'm so programmed this way. I gotta say, just, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, what are, but what do her tits look like? You because know, I still don't, <laughs> even with just one black dot, I'm like, ah, yeah, but It's a little pixel. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, but you ruined it. Now I don't know what your tits look like. Ah, I'm so curious. Uh, but yeah, uh, the nipples out hashtag seems to be pretty much that. It's, it's literally just, in some cases, it's the whole areola, but... In some Most recently, it's just been, the more recent ones are just a single black dot over each nipple. Um,
1: I wonder if they're, like, testing what they can get away with by making it smaller every time. Yeah.
0: I was doing some Google Trends uh, research on your name and trenchcoat just to see how Trenchcoat was doing. It's getting a couple spikes. Um but I've noticed that they also have a regional interest map on there. And the number one region uh, for the Stoya search is Turkey. By a wide margin. The U.S. doesn't even... the US, they, What they do is uh, the top, relatively speaking, the top will have 100. And then the bottom would be zero. The U.S., your search volume index is 32. Turkey, it's 100. So... Um, what is is there is there a reason why the Turkish are fascinated with uh, Googling you?
1: I I I don't know the original reason, but God, four and a half five years ago, I went to sleep and I woke up, and in the morning I had a hundred and twenty mentions on Twitter. Which is, that would be odd for me now, but especially like four plus years ago. And I look and they're all in a language that I don't know what it is. And they all appear to be the same language. And then it turns out that I have attracted the notice of what is essentially the Turkish version of 4chan. Ah. And then some things happened. Um, (laughs) They told me that I was an infidel whore with fat ankles. I Hmm. told them that they could apologize as a nation for their crimes against the Serbs. And then it got ugly. Yeah.
0: Uh, As as these things do.
1: (laughs) But, I I mean, I feel like when someone comes at you saying you're an infidel whore with fat ankles, you might as well, like, you're you're already having a troll fest. You might as well just, like, pour some gasoline on it. Um,
0: Yeah, sure. The fat ankles thing doesn't make any sense. Not even, I don't mean because you don't, I'm just saying in general, I'm like, are there people that get really... I don't know. That are like, oh my god, that's what I was. <laughs> that's my that's my thing. I but my ankles are really. I've been working on my ankles. I don't know. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it 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 was so bizarre that it stuck in my head, and then I like sat there and I'm like, well, you know, in in. Western society were pretty fixated on breasts or at least were for like a long time. And then Kim Kardashian happened and now we're pretty obsessed with asses. And, you know, maybe, maybe in Turkey, it's like ankles are a thing. I have no fucking clue. Um, And I still don't understand it to this day.
0: No plans to visit Turkey.
1: No, definitely not. That will
0: not be Um, one of the 80 ways that you go around the world. I,
1: I love baklava so much. I am reasonably concerned to walk into that country. Especially after last week.
0: Oh. Listening? Yes.
1: So I have I have friends and acquaintances, including one Molly Crabapple, who mm-hmm. go to the Middle East and they do journalism work. And um, so you pick up, like, things here and there. Like, Erdogan, the guy who runs Turkey. I have no idea what his actual title is but he's like the guy in charge Um,
0: the the chief the head honcho
1: yeah you pick up things like Erdogan is pretty terrible to his people and really hates journalists and so it's just it's like a fact rattling around in the back Mm -hmm. of your head Um, and then and then somebody tweeted at me Erdogan is blocking porn sites and I quote tweeted saying y'all have a lot more problems than lack of access to porn sites. Um, Mm -hmm. But actually living behind a national firewall of some sort is one of the things I was talking about in the Tubes versus Torrents essay with people who can't pay for their porn. And of course, if the only porn you can access is stolen stuff, then yes, please, go ahead and Watch mine because I'd rather you see something other than browsers and aggressive penises and bad acting. Um, mm. And then I followed that up with, but like seriously though, like the treatment of journalists is so much more important than restricted access to nudes. I,
0: um, it's not as fun to write about though. Uh,
1: no, but. It doesn't
0: get the, it doesn't get the Facebook clicks.
1: And then we were doing okay.
0: <laughs> you and the Turks.
1: Me and the Turks. We were doing had, all right. You had nope. a
0: ceasefire.
1: Nobody said anything about my ankles, um,
0: <laughs> for at least a week.
1: And then, and then the supporters of Erdogan got in there and had some shit to say. <laughs> and then, um, and then the one of the like left wing blog sites or something posted about my tweets and so they really went and then i then i got to the point where i was sitting there thinking who who do i know who speaks turkish who can tell me what to type to make it clear that i think their mother has gangbangs with camel milk as lube twice a week um or some other, I'm like, what's the? That's
0: a, that's a good. That's a good phrasing. Yeah, it's, I like it. Like,
1: what's the most insulting and most bizarre? Because apparently, a bizarre insult is the kind of thing that will stick with you for years. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I learned a like, Portuguese
0: I- one years ago that I still use to this day. Um, they it. I don't. I don't know how to say it in Portuguese, but the translation of it was essentially, uh, your mother is such a filthy whore that. While in the womb, uh, she positioned herself in just such a way to get fucked in her own ass by your dad, by her dad. Wow! Which is, you know, in certain cultures, them's fighting words, them's killing yeah. words. As that that'll uh, upset somebody. Uh, around here at the house, we'll take it further and further. Where it's like, I don't think you understand correctly. I'm saying she's already blown out the pussy. In her pre-fetal st- or pre-born uh, f- <laughs> fetal stage, she's blo- she's working on the ass, a full-grown adult dick in her tiny fetal ass. that's not even fully developed yet, you know, and we'll go into the whole. So anyway, you were saying, I like this this mother in the cow milk lube, uh, or camel milk lube, that's good. So, anyway, you wanted to find someone who could say that to them.
1: I was, I was trying to figure out who I knew who could translate this for me. Because I feel, I feel like if you're going to tell someone to fuck off that hard, like, you ought to have the decency to do it in their own language. Of course. And then I realized <laughs> that I was 29 years old. I own half a company. I'm about to go to Serbia to shoot a movie. <laughs> And there are 200 plus thousand people watching this happen on the internet. And then I should just walk away. And so that's what I did.
0: You just walked away.
1: I just walked away.
0: I swore I saw you type something in Turkish in reply. Probably not that.
1: That was was during the escalation.
0: Oh, okay. Was it basically leave me alone or something just slightly less camel milk lube and mother...
1: I think it was just slightly less.
0: Um, okay, all right, that works then. Um, that's, gonna- that's
1: my deal with the Turks. I feel like that's my that's my ethnic birthright is to have a deal like that with the Turks.
0: Um, Gosh, I wish I had a uh, some kind of a war with a culture, but I, I got nothing.
1: I just I don't though. But then they show up and they're like, "You have money." And I'm like, why? Like all I was saying is like, porn isn't as important as journalists sitting in jail.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a very reasonable remark. Where you're like, I'm sorry you can't get porn, but like maybe you should work on these other things first.
1: Basically. Although
0: I, I got it. The thing that always surprises me, and this goes for. Um, so many assets of things, but they're kind of all in the same category. Of If, if you're going to stand on a podium and rally against something that doesn't technically hurt anyone, uh, but you want to take some moral stand against it, uh, gay marriage, uh, homosexuality in general, uh, pornography, uh, these kind of things like how have the people that are standing up on podiums yelling this shit not realizing that what it sounds like to everyone who's done more than three minutes of research, that means this is, like, something that you're, like, really, really fucking into and embarrassed about. And that's why you're taking up arms, because you're worried that one day somebody's going to be like, oh, oh, Steven? Steven sucks, you know, 12 dicks a night uh, in bathhouses and... and you know, rest stops, and you go, no, 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 not, not me. <laughs> really, would I? I stay all week. I'm up on podiums talking about how evil the gays are. Why would I be of all people? I'm not going to be the one sucking a dick. And it's like, no, no, you are the exact person who's <laughs> out there sucking twelve dicks at the rest stop. And and as in the UK, they were like, let's get rid of the porn. Why? Well, the guy who suggested it, fucking. Mouth fucked a dead pig in college several times in fact
1: I, so there is apparently this thing where politicians were releasing surveillance footage of enemy politicians
0: mm.
1: watching surveillance footage of their enemies having sex
0: okay, I feel like we just went down a really <laughs> weird hole of like this a of of porn, okay, so. Politician A hates politician B. Has surveillance footage of politician B watching surveillance push, uh, uh, footage of politician C or A it could having be sex? I- okay. A Just politician X, then. Politician blank line having sex.
1: Politician B gets a hold of footage of politician blank line having sex. Goes, mm-hmm. Mwahaha, ha, blackmail scandal. But unbeknownst to him, is being surveillance footage did by politician A, who could be also politician blank, and then releases the footage of one politician watching another politician's unagreed-to sex tape. Um, This is
0: fascinating. I know. I love this
1: whole thing. And so when the site went down for like 10 minutes the other day, while I was waiting, my worst nightmare in my head was that it was going to come back up but it was going to be like someone found Erdogan's sex tape and then photoshopped my head onto the other person.
0: <laughs> Don't give him ideas. Uh, <laughs> all right. That that would be, actually, how fantastic would that be? And then you could be like, yeah, look, uh, he's fucking a Serbian on just, camera and hates yeah. porn, makes porn, fuck Serbians. I feel like you'd be like, no, that was me. <laughs> Just I to make this that a
1: point.
0: Alright. <laughs> yeah, Cause what's he gonna do? Deny it? No, that was somebody else. <laughs> so we did we did get some fan mail. Oh. Fan, fan questions. This one comes from just a man named david uh i was wondering what you would change about your porn career if you could go back and do it again would you be a contract girl or freelance represent yourself or find a traditional agent and if so anyone in particular it appears that not understanding the business of porn is one of the problems someone just getting in could have and at least it seems that way from my outside perspective thanks for taking the time to read my message i'm sure you get hundreds very so um you want you want to field that one
1: um, sure. I would not change anything about my career. Blah, blah, blah. Something about, like, how if it hadn't been done that way, then it wouldn't be how it is now. Um, But it is very important for anyone who is thinking about doing porn to remember that porn changes very quickly. So even for someone who's had a 10-year career, the way that things were when they started, which made the decisions they made helpful or not helpful, it's not going to be that way anymore. Like, it's it's hardly the same from two years ago to now um, as far as contract, not contract, representing yourself, which agent to go with. Like, it's, it's going to be complicated. There's no good simple
0: answer. Sorry. Do you find yourself getting... Messages and correspondence and so on and so forth from someone who uh, is starting out. Obviously, you get all the time people are like, I want to get into porn. And so, can I blah, 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 with you? Uh, someone who actually is already starting out or already is in the industry, but like just started within like a year or two, that you're like, oh, I should take them under the trench cut wing or things like that? Or do you want people that have gone through enough stuff that they sort of really appreciate what you're doing?
1: We don't we don't really have, like, a big enough wing to have a contracted performer yet, um, much less more than one. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. But, I mean, is that something that rattles around in your head that you're like, oh, it'd be nice to be able to do that?
1: Yes, and I do, um, regardless of whether we could, like... Have them be ours. I do meet performers where it's like, oh, you you got yourself into porn, you got the ball rolling nicely, and now I just want to like, when, is there is there anything you want to know? Like, how can I help? Because whether whether it's like a um trying to like build a new performer and have them exclusive to your brand or just like, I'd like you to stick around so they're good performers to work with. Mm-hmm. Like once once they're in and have managed to show like, I did something, then and I tend to get a little like, <laughs> what do you need? How can I help? Can I point you towards this resource?
0: <laughs> a porn mom in a sense.
1: Oh, please don't say that. <laughs> No, just as you said it, I was taking a drink out of my too busy to sit down and have three meals in a day. Um or gain nutritional shake. Mm. <laughs> I felt very soccer mom. It was Oh, I see. Like who who else drinks their dinner?
0: <laughs> uh I would love to. There's a whole there's a there's a I can't remember what it's called, but there's a guy out there that came up with, like, this sort of powder that's all the nutrients one needs in a day.
1: Oh, the Soylent stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's Why did I not immediately remember the name of it? Yes, that you are very much correct. Yes. And I remember when I was younger, I used to say, if I could just get everything in a drink or, like, a, a fucking crunch bar or something and forego the whole eating thing... Uh you know, going out to restaurants, whatever the fuck, I would do that, but i it 's just not possible yet, and now it kind of is, although it 's very expensive, which really pisses me off because i 'm like this should be cheap as shit it's powder, god damn it, you know? hey, but you know, I think the dude wants to be a multimillionaire, so you know once other people figure it out we'll all it 'll be a big it 'll be a booming industry in five years. You fucking wait and see sweet, <clears throat> would that be something you would do?
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) Just need that and guacamole.
1: Yes. And tortilla Uh, chips for the guacamole.
0: Naturally. naturally, You don't just stick your hand in guacamole. Although, you know, when in Rome... uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been known to just stick my hand in
0: guacamole. But... Okay, so you tweeted earlier this week... Um... A link to a HuffPo article written by Allison Bass. Am I saying that right? Not Bass? Probably Bass. Probably
1: um, Bass. I don't know, though.
0: That was The <laughs> title of which was, Why Can't the Mainstream Media Get Their Facts Straight When Writing About the Sex Trade? Um, and it's a send-up of a lot of mainstream media sources that sort of have guest writers or journalists that make these... Uh, wild uh, speculative statements, uh, umbrella statements, and provide zero sources for any of their uh, facts, quote unquote, or Hmm. their numbers, or any of the things like that. And in fact, they don't, as far as I can tell, don't even use numbers a lot of times. She points out a quote specifically early on. In America, sex trafficking is said to be as high today as in any other country. Which is kind of a useless statement. Because in any... And what other any country? And what do you mean, what's as high? And what are you calling sex trafficking? Which is pretty much the source of the article. Um,
1: yeah. Am
0: I, am I, I'm just trying to sum it up. Uh, by all means, uh, what, am I, what am I leaving out?
1: I'm, uh, I mean, I feel like it's like a good summary. I'm just, my, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a porn star. And my blog... Which is largely full of liner notes for pornos that I've made, has at least an equivalent level of site sorting or source citing. Yes. Yes.
0: Either way. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. it, it. It has an
1: equivalent level of a lot of these like mainstream publications when they're talking about sex. And I always have the benefit of lived experience. Mm-hmm. Where a number of these people do not um that's that's the point of the article, not actually, but close enough
0: um well, it's part of it I mean see the thing okay where where what fascinates me about and it's one of those things that's like I was actually talking to a friend recently, and I can see where sort of the mainstream people get this as well, okay, for instance, um some years ago. Uh, Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher, um, started doing this whole uh, thing, this whole uh, awareness campaign about uh, sex trafficking and how it's out of control, and you just don't know, it's out of control, it's like all over the place, but then as time went on, it started sounding like when people talked about sex trafficking, they were just including uh, anybody who's Uh, a call girl or an escort or things like that and this article is sort of going towards that as well and that's why I was saying to a friend of mine that I was talking to I said oh we're going to talk about sex trafficking and things like that and how the mainstream media fucks it up and they said reasonably they were like there's not two sides of that (laughs) and I was like okay theoretically there isn't but if you're getting all your facts straight and you're calling things that are that aren't you're doing a disservice to your own thing and you're doing a terrible disservice to people who are legitimately in that trade.
1: And as long as big sections of sex work are heavily criminalized, like a lot of the sex worker rights advocates who know what they're talking about because they've done it. Um, they make really good arguments that it's harder for the girls who are being trafficked to get help.
0: Is it because they get taken as like, no, you're doing this legitimately. We're not paying attention to you or
1: no, it's because the, like when help comes in the form of, we're going to instead have you working yourself to death, sewing things, Mm. then it's, a lot of them end up right back, right back where they were.
0: Sure. Okay. All right. And, and the article I thought was fascinating because I didn't realize this was the case. They were saying that anyone under age in America is just automatically considered a victim of sex trafficking. Yep. Like a seventeen-year-old call girl is considered a victim of sex trafficking. So that fucks up the numbers again. And then yeah. what you're doing is you're victimizing someone who genuinely needs your fucking help.
1: And it and it doesn't leave much room for like maybe under all of the pressures of like parents who don't accept the the person is LGBT, lgbt and so they have to leave home because their home situation is violent. And then how are they going to support themselves? And, and it's like maybe under all the pressure of that, they've decided that sex work is the best option for them. But really what they need is not to go through the way that the judicial system treats sex workers of any sort. It's to get, like, shelter that's acceptable where they're not, you know having to do things that we don't like 17-year-olds having to do.
0: I mean, okay, sex trafficking in America. Widespread problem? Or I have they're... Yeah.
1: No okay, I work and in that's the, the professional porn industry. We have absolutely nothing to do with sex trafficking. The government is too far up our ass for us to be able to get away with anything nearly that shady on U.S. soil, not that... I'm saying I or anyone else in porn would want to. But, like, sure. you, can't, you can't even miss a line on a form. We have to give two forms of ID when we show up. And it's this is not directed at you, Mitch, but it's at once a fucking convention. Someone comes up and goes, so were you trafficked? Like, it's absurd. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people that they think porn and sex trafficking are the same shit I don't understand that's-
0: That that's fat. wait seriously people wonder if you got sex seriously. trafficked your way into the yeah I, I
1: usually subject those people to a lecture about how trafficking of children happens in things that are less exciting to the media than sex like shrimp boats and all sorts of stuff um and then also remind them that there are lots of other issues that sex workers have as far as workers' rights, and then try to ask them to please kindly not fucking conflate pornography and sex trafficking.
0: Is it just so fucking harrowing a, a thing, maybe? That, like, what I'm saying is, like, if you were a journalist and you're sitting down and you're going, I'm going to actually find out. The, the real data on sex trafficking in the U.S. as an example, um, you're going to have to go into some very shady, fucked up places. Uh, do you think maybe it's, it's that? Is that why they're... Or do you think it's just as simple as they want clicks so they'll make a sensationalist article?
1: I, um, given the things that journalists do, Like, right now, there are journalists embedded with military forces in the edges of ISIS territory, like, crossing their fingers and hoping they don't get kidnapped and then beheaded on camera. Like, there are plenty of journalists who have gone plenty of harrowing places, so if a journalist's excuse for, I don't have any data, is... That it was, like, too scary. That's, um... I just... In in what other subject would that possibly be a reasonable excuse? Like, I was going to write this from the front lines and have facts. But instead, I made some sweeping generalizations from my laptop in the corner. Like, if you work for fucking CNN, that shit should not cut it. I just, I just really don't think it helps... Anyone that's in and around sex work voluntarily or totally against their will to just have these pieces that's like, we've got this problem with no specifics at all whatsoever. Like, it's not... It's
0: no, not, I fully agree with you. That's, it's not doing that's, anything. What would you ask of the, of the journalistic media r- when reporting on sex trafficking... That doesn't inadvertently or intentionally uh fuck up a semi legitimate sex trade
1: i mean aside from just like be a decent journalist i I don't really know um, better better research, more specific wording, so when they're talking about um the, for instance, the figure with um, where everyone under the age of eighteen is marked as trafficked, whether they were or not, like whether they consider themselves trafficked or not. Um, mention that when they're talking about that figure, like You're right. specifics, use specifics and details, um, right. Right. because things like that also point to other problems, like where. Where are these young teenagers coming from that are doing sex work and don't consider themselves trafficked? Like, that's,
0: yeah. I think it's very much to your point that you've made, uh, you made on the first episode and you've made a lot like online and you're writing and things like this. This um, semi-Puritan, if you will, uh, mentality of like, oh, we just don't talk about that. I feel like journalists don't want to say anything positive about the sex trade, pornography, uh, prostitution, uh, any number of things like that, escorting, uh, um, not even making dildos, whatever. Like, they, they, they handle it like either it's beneath their contempt or they handle it like they're a bunch of 12-year-olds and they're like, hee hee dicks, these people make dicks for a living, tee hee hee hee. Yeah, or it's like that's the problem. Like they or, could have a they could have a dialogue about sex trafficking, except that they also are thumbing their nose at like legitimate and like I said, semi legitimate, uh, you know, escorting prostitution, etc.
1: Or just like <clears throat> then I don't know. Apply like apply the way. That the mainstream media tends to treat anything that has to do with sex, apply that to bankers. Like when I start reading pieces that are like, financial collapse, ha ha, (laughs) like, then I'll I'll feel okay about the way that. Right, right.
0: They're
1: like, oh God, embezzling. And then every time that a banker or a bank or someone who makes suits that bankers wears gets mentioned, they, like, stick embezzling in there somewhere. Like, then, then again, I would feel like other industries are getting a comparable treatment.
0: The fucked up thing about uh, our political system, and th- this probably doesn't apply just to the U.S., but let's put the U.S. in there as well, is that no politician wants to be the pro-prostitution politician. You know? You don't want to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's all legal. Prostitution's legal everywhere because parents are going to all these interest groups are going to come out, and that will be what they talk about. It's like, oh, you want everybody to be a whore. He wants your children to be whores.
1: Oh, my God, nobody wants your children to be whores. <laughs>
0: I'm with you. That's or at least how.
1: nobody here does. Uh,
0: we'll get to the last okay, subject. I,
1: just, I just do have to turn this column in tonight.
0: Oh, shit. You want me to let you go now, then?
1: Um. Oh, God, yes, please.
0: Okay, okay. We'll end on that weird note. All right, thanks again. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't know. Set a timer next time so you just hold it up.
1: Yes, okay. I the
0: light. Don't, I'm a comedian.
1: Don't sorry. I'll see you in like a week. Honestly. All right,
0: take care.
1: Jean. Bye. Bye
0: quick reminder, you can always send questions or topic suggestions to us directly. Go onto the website, riffopolis.com R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S dot com quick jump to the podcast In the Trenches and on that page you'll find links to both mine and Stoya's profile page and from there you can send a message directly. We'll look over them and uh, if we're into it, then you'll get a shout out. Thanks again for listening we'll catch you next time.